Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Entrepreneurs. This is Michael Durr, your host. You are on Episode 61 of Entrepreneurs Season 2. And wow, I have a lot to talk about. And I don't even know where to start, but I'm going to talk about professionalism in the workplace today, which you could argue is basically everywhere, right? It's pervasive, not just in your job. It's also in your home. It's not just your professional life. It's also your personal life, right? At this point, you don't get to just check out from work, go home, tee off on some sort of issue on Twitter without it potentially getting back to your clients or your employers. And folks, I'm not going to lie. I did not honestly think I'd ever do an episode on professionalism because, you know, for one, who the hell am I to talk about this stuff? You know, I'm no gold standard of conduct myself. In fact, I'm going to even tell you a couple stories in this episode that highlight why I'm not. And secondly, I just assumed professionalism was sort of commonplace knowledge. Like, I, don't we all have this innate decorum of how to conduct ourselves in professional settings? Like, why bring up the obvious? But recent events have brought this topic to light a little bit. And what I presumed to be common knowledge initially uh, turned out to be that maybe, in fact, it's not so common knowledge after all. So if you're new to the channel, welcome. Hopefully this episode will get you, myself, and everybody else thinking a little bit more about the decisions that we make that can impact our brand reputation. All right, now I'm going to catch you guys up to speed just in case you haven't heard of this. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of awareness of this crazy story out there, but if you are hearing it for the first time, here are the basic cliff notes. Okay, and I highlighted much of this last week. So part one of the story is there's an NFL photographer who covered the LA Rams Super Bowl parade. She fell off the stage. She broke her equipment. She fractured her spine, in fact. And because her fall was recorded on video, and because Matt Stafford, who is the um, QB of the LA Rams, had such a comically unchivalrous reaction, she generated a lot of sympathy from the public. And actually, to go a step further, she generated a lot of money to her GoFundMe page in a very short period of time. In fact, the very host of this podcast, yours truly, contributed to her GoFundMe page. And this is where the second part of the story comes into play, okay? And it's one of the great plot twists that I can recall happening to a photographer. Okay, so the very next day, after so many people had made donations, myself included, after Matt Stafford and his camp even picked up the medical bill for the photographer, a firestorm comes out that she has this barrage of racist and homophobic and xenophobic tweets from her past. And as a result of the internet backlash on her character, she had to delete her Twitter account. She deleted her Instagram account. Uh, I have not heard any updates on what the NFL plans to do about her employment status, but generally speaking, 
you know, when things like this come out, it's pretty commonplace to see employers uh, sort of sever ties with a party that makes them, at least by approximation, uh, seem supportive of any type of malicious thoughts. And obviously, it highlights a number of things about your basic human decency qualities. But beyond that, because I really want to get into this notion of the topic at hand, which is about branding, and that your brand is in fact tied to more than just your work. It's also tied to your conduct. And so that is my jumping off point for this episode. I'm not going to really spend a whole lot of time um, nuancing the specific case and, and my feelings towards it or this person. You know, I'm certainly not here to provide a whole lot of uh, social commentary on the prevalence of racism in the country. It's not, it's not why you tune into the show. And, uh, but I will just say any support that I may have provided this person initially is just no longer the case. You know, that is just core to my value system. So I will leave it at that and move on to why I found this to be such a, a good catapult, if you will, into our topic today. Because I think there's this underlying behavioral trait from this case that is indicative of a larger concept that we as professionals, even in the year 2022, are still failing to recognize, which is that everything that we do is impacting our brand, right? So everything we shoot is impacting our brand. Everything we publish is impacting our brand. Everything we promote is impacting our brand. And yes, everything we say is also impacting our brand. And so I want to pull on that thread just a little bit. It's not going to be a grand course on branding. I don't have the patience nor the uh, intelligence for that. I just wanted to highlight that your conduct is equally as important as the work you do, as the social media you promote on, uh, your pricing, your negotiations with your clients, your wardrobe, your appearance. It's all It all plays a part in this melting pot of your brand. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is my brand? What is a brand? And you can pull these definitions from anywhere on the internet. And Wikipedia might even have a very fine definition in itself. But if I may, I'm going to source one of the great minds on branding, uh, which is Mr. Marty Neumeyer, who's a graphic designer and author. And he's published some of the most well-respected books on branding and design, such as The Brand Gap and Zag. Those are a couple of my favorites. And he was on the Futures podcast with Chris Doe. It's another fantastic resource for all you aspiring entrepreneurs out there. I'll link that episode in the show notes for you as well. And he answered the question on what branding is in a very eloquent way, in my opinion. So he states, a brand is a result. It's a person's gut feeling about a product, service, or a company. It's in their heads and in their hearts. They take whatever raw materials you throw at them, and they make something out of it. So they are creating this brand of you. And in many ways, you have a million brands because each customer in your audience has a different brand view of you. So a brand is very much your reputation. Okay, so I had never actually heard someone break it down quite like that before. I think that's really eloquent. A brand is a result. It's what's in your customers' heads and their hearts. So I think that brings up a really strong point to highlight, all right? So what this is saying, to me at least, is that it doesn't always matter how well curated your social media is. It doesn't matter how much thought you've put into your Instagram post or your personal image. It's not what you say it is. It's what they say it is. So as an example, as much care and thought as I put into the content of this show, as much as the intentionality is to help people through this podcast, you know, I ultimately have no control over what people think of me in their own heads, right? So someone might listen to these episodes and view me as a photographer, whereas somebody else might view me as an educator, and someone else might even view me as an egomaniac or a charlatan, right? So it's very possible that you might think that I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread, and somebody else thinks I'm as fake as it gets. And neither response is really wrong, because it's just your interpretation based on the actions and the words that I put forth. But just because someone might think wildly inaccurate assumptions of us, no matter what we do, does not mean we don't have a say in it either. So I'm going to assume, maybe naively, that if you're listening to this show, your goal is not to brand yourself as any 
hate group leader, I would presume that outside of being an awesome creative, you're looking to build a brand of integrity. And so for those of you who are, if I had any advice, whether you're coming up just now or if you're well-established, when it involves anything that you say or do in the field or off of it, simply adhere to the following. One, be respectful. Two, be honorable. And three, be informed. So that's it. Do those three things. I think your brand is more aligned with your intentions. So number one, being respectful is exactly that. It's about being respectful, not only to your work, to your craft, but also to your clients, to your industry, to the subjects you photograph, to the people you talk to, whose opinions and methods might differ from yours. And honestly, if you are merely respectful and nothing else, you can disagree with just about anybody and not ruin your brand. The second one is being honorable. And I touched on this just the other week about the photojournalist who staged her shots. And if your responsibilities are to cover the truth, do not stage scenes like a product photographer. You know, know your code of ethics, written, unwritten, it doesn't matter, and adhere to those codes. And if I can go a step further, if there aren't any by industry standards, then create your own. If you want to understand your client needs more, create your own code of jumping on the phone with them every once in a while to discover what's missing. Creating honorable codes is how you can develop a reputation as someone people like to do business with. And number three, being informed is really pivotal in your path to credibility, which is a huge part of branding. So there's only so much faking you can get away with until you're called out on something. You know, if you're pricing yourself really high and a client asks you how you got to that number, you better have an answer that breaks down your logic. If you have a system in place, you establish your brand as being credible and professional. If you don't, it's the opposite. Now, I'm going to give you three separate cases in my career which I did not follow all of these principles. And as a result, I suffered from negative branding, even though my intentions might have been good. So case number one, when I first started out, I applied to shoot for a client. And after receiving the contract to look over, I sent it back to the client. I amended one of the clauses because I had seen a YouTube video or something detailing the issues with this one clause. So thinking I was a smarty pants, I waited to get the amended contract signed, ready to go. But I didn't receive a response for quite a while. And when I reached out to them again and again, I was responded to by somebody else in that company who took offense to my request. And he abruptly said, I hear you're the one giving us problems with the contract. And so I was taken aback. I was responding rather arrogantly myself. And I said, no, I have no problems with the contract as long as the amended part is honored. And to no one's surprise, they stopped answering my emails. Their brand of me was that of a rude, entitled smartass. So who wants to work with someone like that? Now, I had a couple of things going for me. I was informed on the contract. I was honorable to my standards of a fair working environment. But what I wasn't being was respectful. And understandably, uh, it does go both ways. All right. They were short with me. They were rude as well. But I'm confident that had I been more accommodating, I could have improved my brand. Right. I would not have changed the results. I'm pretty confident there. But chances are they wouldn't have talked about me in a negative light behind closed doors. Case number two, I remember a few years ago, I put images up on my website of a model that I shot. There was no release form signed the day of the shoot. And without thinking much of it after the fact, I accidentally enabled licensing features of the images through my website. And that's a feature that is very easy to do to add to any gallery. And when she Googled her name, she found images up on my site for sale. And she was understandably infuriated. To her, that was no accident. And even though I had no intent to sell, even though I honestly didn't even realize what damage I was doing, I didn't even really think about it. In her eyes, my brand was that of a sleazy photographer taking advantage of models. And I can't change that reputation, no matter how apologetic I was, no matter how sincere I was in admitting my mistake. I'm still the scumbag. I was not honorable to her. I was not honorable to my professional standards. Ignorance is not an excuse. And my reputation took a hit. And lastly, case number three, I gave this example just a minute ago, but 
I did price someone early on in my career totally based off of my wants, you know, what I wanted to make, not based off of uh, professional standards. And so I was called out on how I came to that number, but I didn't have an answer. Now, I didn't lie and I didn't say that's what the industry standard rate goes. So I don't believe I was dishonorable, but I was uninformed on the going rates and how to come to my price points. I just said, that's what I think the job deserves, which made me look stupid and inexperienced. And the client didn't work with me because they didn't trust that I knew what I was doing. And so I got a firsthand look at how being uninformed can hurt your reputation. And so those are just three cases of how conduct can easily override any type of talent and resume that you might have. You know, you could be great 99% of the time, but it just takes one mistake to ruin your reputation. And integrity is, in my opinion, where that 1% holds the most weight. It's not a missed shot that's slightly out of focus that people are going to harp on you about. People can forgive that. What they don't forgive are actions that lack integrity. And as a reminder, our intentions don't really matter in our branding. You know, my negative branding was created by the result of my actions. I was either disrespectful, dishonorable, or ill-informed. And by the way, all of these apply to things you might say on social media as well. So it's not all about working with clients. You know, you might have a very impassioned message to get across that is justified in your opinion. But if you come off disrespecting people, if you dishonor your message by lying or manipulating, if you lack the information to substantiate your claims, then you ultimately do more damage to your brand than the good of your intentions do. And so I think we need to acknowledge that we have this tremendous amount of power at our fingertips, right? We have this accessibility more than ever before on influencing others purely based off of the technology that we have and the era that we're living in. And if you think about it, it's really just never been easier to publish your work or your opinions than right now. And in that vein, I'm going to reference the old Spider-Man comic books where Uncle Ben Parker famously tells Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. All right, you've heard that a billion times already. Now, if you believe in that saying from good old Uncle Ben, then maybe you can apply it here. All right, so we might need reminding that our words have weight, our conduct has weight. And so with our ability to post and to respond to any number of issues out there in the world, be it professional, be it political, be it social, how we elect to respond is going to impact our brand just as much as the quality of our work or the quality of our resume. And that's just part of it. It's hard It's hard to separate the photographer from the person. And so my last hopes for you, for myself, for all of us really, is to be thoughtful of our conduct, to be self-aware, to be kind-hearted, to be respectful, to be honorable, to be informed. And if you can do all of those things, even though it might be interpreted many different ways out of your control, at least it's done with your authentic voice being represented and you can sleep well at night knowing that. So that is my time for today. I want to thank you all for tuning into the show, for supporting this content, for smashing the like button, for giving us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your content. Entrepreneurs rolls on with more episodes in season two. Thank you again, everybody. Have a great night and see you next week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoy the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts 
prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.